after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are going to delve into some commercials tonight. Good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say some weird shit like this. Telemarketing's a cool job, but sometimes I wish it was even more exciting. My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hello, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. What is coming up on the show today, and can you do it? Can you tell us in a way without somehow invoking the phrase <laughs> no business in the front party in the back i'm afraid i cannot uh make that promise to you this is a show about mullets and why? not the fish tell me why oh i didn't are you thinking of mollusks no i'm not thinking of mollusks this is a disambiguation problem with looking for commercials that feature people wearing mullet hairstyles because when you search for mullet commercial, what you get is a lot. Mullet is a type of fish, like a commercial fish. And that's taking up a lot of the advertising space in America? Well, it's taking up a lot of the advertising space under the search terms mullet commercial. Is yeah. it or is it for things that help you? Let's forget about the hair thing for a second. <laughs> you just want to talk about fish. So now I'm interested in this. Is it commercial selling products that help you catch this kind of fish? Yeah, I think so. Or is it for or like, or f- buying the fish and eating it as a food? No, it's more like, it seems more like a, in the fishing industry industry interesting i'll uh, do that stuff. show next week yeah that would be great uh no i i was just watching tv there's a commercial that's on in heavy rotation right now where um one of the characters has a very uh pronounced mullet mm-hmm. and i had this feeling like i feel like mullets are often a stand-in for a certain shorthand right or a certain yeah a certain like community thing that they want to communicate about a person in a, a character in a, in a commercial and I thought it'd be interesting to see if I could put together a show where that where mullets are kind of an operating signifier. It's a little harder than I thought. See earlier conversation, read disambiguation. Um, but uh, here we are. I did find some. We can talk about uh, what they signify. And if any listeners out there are thinking of commercials that they remember where someone has a, a mullet, ironic or, or earnest, uh, we've got an earnest one in here. Uh, I'd be interested to see it on the Facebook page. Now, are these all like these are all stylized, like somewhat sarcastic mullets, well, right? That's what you, I'm they're saying. not just we like nineteen eighties. We, we got sarcastic mullets. We uh, got we got serious mullets. It just occurred to me I could add one from my own uh, from my own commercial collection on YouTube. That would from be the helpful. VHSs, including Jay Buner, famous mullet. Haver yes. and former uh, Seattle Mariner. I've got a fame. I've got a famous mullet haver, like a famous real mullet haver in here. But most of these are commercials that use mullets as like a joke. Okay, well, remind me to play that Jay Buner one for you later. Although it's very visual. Anyway, so okay, we'll talk about mullets, and then also um, when we do get to the BT Dubs section of the show, when I share with you some commercials that I found on my VHS tape collection this week, um, I want to share with you a commercial for an electronics superstore that I did not know existed. I have no idea how this thing escaped my radar. Um, but now I want to go there and I need to, I guess, build a time machine in order to do so. So I'm going to need the listeners help with that as well. Um, but first let's do what we're here to do. Talk about mullets and also apologize for using this music. Get a haircut and get a real job. I'm the one who set up the no George Thurgood rule on this show, but But eventually I found a, a topic that was too... It was too tempting. I just feel like, this, shouldn't there be a million 80s songs about haircuts? But you, you just, it all comes back to the same thing. And like, hey, if you're a listener and you love George Thorogood, Thorogood on you. But um, I just feel like the music is always, it's like just, just knocking on the door of novelty music. Yeah. The way it's so on the nose. And it just sort of feels like we don't usually use novelty music on this show. You know, we try like to, to be avoid a little it. bit more clever than that. Yeah, we try to avoid it. But I mean, I don't I don't think George Thorogood would uh, have would identify himself as a novelty musician. No, of course he wouldn't. I think that's, you know, we're, we we hear it, but I don't think he does. 
anyway. Uh, so should we start with a commercial that you've been seeing in a lot of uh, rotation? Because I got to say, I feel like this commercial that you're about to play for me, I know it's for State Farm, and I feel like I've seen it a million times Could you in the tell background, me what happens in it? but I have no yeah. idea what the commercial is about or why this guy is kind of dressed up as he is or why he's got I the have seen this does. commercial. Yeah. Like you said, like a hundred times with the sound on with mm-hmm. it off. Um, and it took me until five minutes before we started recording to sit down and watch it and like figure out what the joke was. Yeah. This is part of a series that State Farm is doing with Hot Jake where you know, it's sort of an extension or like an elaboration on the theme of everybody can get a good rate from State Farm no matter what their personal biz is, you yeah. know? And in premise, they've stretched very thin. Oh, they've stretched it and stretched it. Um, so now the premise is that people are sharing too much information, too much personal information with Jake in an effort to, I don't know, qualify for some good rate. But yes, of course, they don't the need to be beard sniffer son of a gun that beard we talked sniffer, about on the show. Yeah. yeah, okay. This one's not as gross, although there is some grossness to it, but it's not as, I mean, I challenge you to be grosser than beard sniffer. Yeah. Um, but in this one, um, it, they are at a practice session uh, for the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is running around i don't know if they like name it i don't know if the chiefs are identified but he's like dressed in chiefs because he's the chiefs qb right yep um he so he's running patrick mahomes is running around the field throwing balls whatever and the team laundry guy i don't know if there's like a more appropriate a formal title for that but he's the laundry guy outfit coordinator I guess so. I mean, in this specific instance, it's about laundry. Mm -hmm. He says that he tells Jake confidentially that he hasn't washed Patrick Mahomes' jersey all season for luck, right? Like, he doesn't want him to start losing if he washes the jersey. Equipment manager. Okay, yeah. that's probably That's that's the right term. Um, And in that, and then as he says that, Mahomes gives his jersey to a little girl fan, and when she sniffs it, she collapses. Jake from State Farm. Look, I want that personal price plan, so I'm going to level with you. I've literally never washed Patrick's practice jersey. Superstitious. Jeff, you don't need to get that personal. The State Farm personal price plan simply helps you create an affordable price just for you. Uh... Yo, Jeff, you sure this is clean? Absolutely, Patrick. There you go. Oh, God. That's on me. Yeah. Call or click to get a quote today. Like a good neighbor. And... The salient thing that I neglected to say in all of that is the equipment manager, Jeff, is has a major mullet. Major mullet with the mustache that goes along yes. with it. Now, here's my question for you. Also, like khaki cargo shorts. They've really like made him up to be like kind of a loser. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting what they're trying to do there because the, I do think the kind of khaki cargo-esque shorts – does seal the deal on that but like aside from that and I I don't know if you'll go with me on this but like honestly that guy's look right there the haircut and the mustache yeah like that's how my friend Jake looks like he's a young hipster guy and he's not walking around that look ironically in 2022 he's doing it because it's I mean it's cute and it's like kind of back in style isn't it well there are a lot of looks that young beautiful people can pull off yeah that I wonder if Jake listens to this Jake you're a young beautiful person well, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I don't like, mean, no, he's a good looking guy. There's a lot of things that someone can do. Like I've seen young, beautiful women cut their hair bangs so short that they're like a tiny little, mm-hmm. you know, like an eyebrow or like an eye an eyelash hanging yeah, off of their forehead. Mean. Yeah. I mean, it looks absurd. Like imagine if I did that, like I would look like a crazy person. But if you're young and beautiful and you can say it's not ironic, mm-hmm. but I think like there's some irony swirled in there. You, even you think there's irony swirled into even like the bangs example that you give or is specifically just people... the bangs example that I gave. Really? Yeah. Remember there was a band for a minute and now it's now even this is quite old, but there was a band that like was really popular and hip for like a minute, like probably like six or seven years ago. And the lead singer was a very attractive young woman. And she's, she like deliberately wore her hair in this like, like very, like a very short chopped bang she was blonde very blonde hair they were like scandinavian or something hmm. anyway it's not ringing a bell i know we listen i'm to not them. i don't i don't know new music very well or pop stars well you definitely listen to this band uh, with me but 
anyway, point being like she had a real look and the look to me looked crazy because mm. like if I were to try to do that at my age, it would just look like I had some kind of terrible catastrophe happen to mm-hmm. me at the hair salon. But when you are young, you can get away with this stuff. I mean, in the same way that like when I go look at the clothes that they sell at like at Crossroads and like the, the resale places, like it's all this norm core baggy hideous shit but you put that stuff on a beautiful young person in a um in like a tube top uh and it looks great right like it's all about who who's in the look not but i don't feel like that's ironic what you're describing there i mean we don't have to get hung up on this but like i feel like you are really you said it's it's normcore hideous shit i mean obviously you're coming at that from a perspective of having lived through the first wave of 90 fashion or whatever and that's your that's your opinion man but like i don't know that the kids who would buy that stuff and like put on the doc martens with the baggy pants are just like oh i'm wearing this hideous shit because i'm being ironic i think they just like it in the yeah. same way I think Jake likes his hair and mustache. I don't think it's sarcastic. Yeah, I don't mean sarc- I don't mean it's sarcastic exactly, but just that it's like knowing that yeah. there's an there's an awareness that it is a like a throwback, that it's an allusion to something else, um that there's a context for it that is not um you know, like no one's mistaking it for glamour. I would say in this case, in in this State Farm instance, an argument on your side is is the shorts, I think, and the rest of the way he is outfitted out. And he's kind of got a uh, he's got. And again, a lot of people like fanny packs now. But I do think like the combination of this, which almost makes me and maybe this is as I'm as I'm forming my opinion on the fly here, like. I feel like this is maybe this ad was created by somebody who has an older perspective on what's cool and what's not. But honestly, like you see, like I, I follow people on Instagram who are like young, young hip artists in LA and they love fanny packs. Now there's like yeah. not a hint of irony in there. That's just like, it's super handy for them. And they, you're right. They can pull it off in a way that maybe we can't given our age and confidence levels, but it's almost like you're right. This guy, this guy, as you said, is this look is standing in for something yeah. here, which I assume is a doofusy thing. When doofus you take it all loser, together. Yeah. But I almost wonder if it's a little bit of out, out of step in a certain way by somebody a bit older trying to be like, look at this doofus, but they're using styles that are actually kind of in now especially among the people like you say who can kind of get away with it which are kind of attractive people it's an interesting question right like does this read the same way to a 25 year old as it does to me a 44 year old right i'd be curious yeah because he's definitely i mean you're right i I got a still image of him here and he's supposed to be a comical character yes there's no question about it he's got an also like those are like kind of wrap around sunglasses that he's wearing around his neck which is also just something you see on the sidelines or a lot but again nothing about him is sort of like um is like putting a lot of like kind of confident cool guy on display exactly. here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's look at this new, this next one. This is from Australia and uh, the accents uh, are a little tough, but it's a very quick one. I think it's 15 seconds. It's for a, a site called blue bet, which is like an online, they, it's just, they just call it a bookie, which mm-hmm. is sort of, I don't think we would, we would just call it like online, like, yeah, sports, we, uh, sports, sports betting. Book. Yeah, like we, like we don't like the term bookie in the in the U.S. I think is like pejorative. Basically, yeah, they call them sports books now. Yeah, sports books. Caesar Sportsbook or whatever. This is for an Australian version. I think the gambling laws maybe are a little bit more uh, freewheeling over there. Um, called Blue Bet. You've got a guy in a very like strappy blue tank top behind a bar. He's uh, got a got a mullet as well as a beard and a mustache, and Big he's beefy guy. Bit, he's a beefy guy, not huge. Not, yeah, yeah, like, but just like kind of dad bod. Kind of dad bod, but I'm only seeing a still here. But he kind of looks a little bit like a tough guy too. Like I wouldn't want to mess with this guy in a bar. No. Well, I mean, he's got a tank top on. Yeah, the tank top's a signifier, I guess. Um, but he's he's just your sort of standard issue Aussie, <laughs> telling you telling us about how like Australians kind of like do what needs to be done, and that includes inventing the mullet, I guess, to avoid the blazing sun on your neck. What makes us Australian? Well, for starters, we're a resourceful lot. We work all day in the blazing sun. So we introduce the mullet. <laughs> so when we bet, we bet with Blue Bet, the true blue Aussie bookie. Now, this is interesting. The true blue Aussie... Do I say that right? Aussie? He sort of says with a Z. Bookie. 
is this aimed at an American audience or is it, it aimed fe- at other Australians? It feels very much like that he's like making a big deal about it. it. To yeah. Us. yeah, it feels like it's ex- being explained to non-Australians. Yeah. But I don't really know. And I, gambling laws being what they are, it's hard to picture this being something that an American could. I agree. You know, take part in. Yeah, I agree. Because, I mean, you know, like we have friends who are in Oregon, for example, and they, they're they're gambling all the time on games or whatever because it's totally legal to do it online there. And it looks like, you know, um, this blue bet thing is similar. But, yeah, I don't think that, like, you could be in Oregon using an offshore betting service or not offshore, but, right. you know, you know, a foreign betting service. That seems wrong. I wouldn't think so. But there, there's something, su- there was something about this commercial that was so like Foster's is Australian yeah, for beer. I agree. I you agree. know, or Outback Steakhouse for yeah. an American. But it could just be something that like, I mean, one thing I do think is true about Australians is that there's a lot of self-mythologizing. Not that Americans don't do that too. No, yeah. We Obviously, do, yeah. that's like uh, one of our number one pastimes. Yeah. But I think that that, set, that, that instinct to self-mythologize is a big part of the Australian culture as we certainly as we consume it here. So maybe it is just like reinforcing that for an Australian audience. Yeah, like, I, I think so. I hey, think you're we're, right. we're like this. So, right. you know, do it, do this betting thing. Cause it's, it's like, you know, it, it, it resides at the heart of our culture. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And, and again, we, how, how often do we do that? Like in, in earnest commercials and funny commercials here in the States, like yeah. we Americans love our space exactly. or whatever. Yeah. Um, speaking of things Americans love, we love to say TGI, thank God it's Friday. And we love to eat at TGI Fridays to celebrate that it's Friday. Is there still TGI Fridays? When's the last time you've been to a TGI Fridays? I think oh, they are still gosh, around. Oh my gosh, I don't know. But I mean, that same thing goes for like a Chili's or an Olive Garden. Like it's been a minute. Well, yeah, but I mean, a Chili's, Olive Garden, I feel like you and I, well, Olive Garden certainly, but I feel like you and I must have been in a Chili's or an Applebee's and, you know, at least in our in our relationship. So in it's our relationship, we've been years. together for 22 years. But a Fridays, I honestly, I might have gone to one in college maybe honestly if i had maybe. access to a fridays i wouldn't turn my nose up at I'm it sort of thinking about it god it to, to me Vives. yeah i mean they're they're still around i'm looking for the closest Where's one. Our nearest one i know maybe we'll just go there tonight like uh far away wow there are not that many of them anymore yeah. though they're sprinkled around the country i had no idea they're they were so far and gonna, few and far between yeah we would have to go on a major road trip if we uh, want to go to a friday. what if that's the, what if that's the road trip <laughs> what if it's just we hit all the friday's locations left in the country hold on let me see if i'm right i just did a google map search and it looks like oh no okay there's a lot more than google was turning up uh. but i'm not seeing any in washington certainly no. and we're down to to, Not you, in Oregon. Y- yeah, I mean, just you know, less than twenty. I'm gonna say here. Um, that kind of surprises me. Like, I, of course, we don't go there, and I just kind of not less. You know, than 20. I there's like 300 locations. Oh, really? Oh, did you see that? Oh, I see. Uh, you're, right, you're right. I was. I wasn't counting within the states, but um, oh, okay. So there's quite a bit. If you're more in than New I York, thought. like no problem. There's 32. If you're in of New them. York State, you get 32. You lucky bastard. That's what everybody says about New York. You yeah. got to move to New York. Try the TGI Fridays. <laughs> um, but man, are there any more in Ohio? Yeah, there's still 13 in Ohio. So okay. maybe it's somewhat regional too. But like for me, like I can remember at the Great Northern Mall waiting for a table you know, in the little lobby of the TGI Fridays. And like, that was such a happy place. Like, it was a happy place. Such a comforting, cozy 80s place to and be. And I think they really did a good job of branding themselves as like the more fun older mm-hmm. brother of Chili's or Applebee's, you know, because it was like, it was a little bit of like party, you know, get drunk, not get drunk, but you know, like have a happy hour sure, kind of Sure, yeah, place. and have those strong like... You'd go there and you'd get a uh, Long Island iced tea. Sure. I mean, I didn't, but I could imagine the parents. Like, yeah, I'm I'm imagining it right now. Um, yeah, none in none in Cleveland proper. Strongsville is kind of close to Cleveland. Sorry, right. I, I realize I'm making this a very, very no, specific interested. conversation right now. Um, but obviously, Great Northern obviously Great Northern Mall isn't around anymore. We all know that. <laughs> as we, so I knew as that we all clearly gone. know. But I could almost like I can just uh, smell it. Now you said something interesting there, which I guess we I don't want to do too much googling on the fly. I think that makes for a bad podcast but um you had mentioned that 
what did you say their relationship was to like a Chili's or an Applebee's? I just described it as like the more fun older brother. Maybe for me or uncle. Yeah, and but in my head, I feel like I grew grew up with TGA Fridays all around me. <laughs> it was intimidating, um, and then <laughs> Applebee's came along later. It seemed to me, and then Chili's. But do do you think I might have that wrong? It might have just been it got to my neck of the woods. I don't know what order they came into being, but I'm just saying in terms of mm-hmm. what their brand identity was. I mean, they were all in existence at the same time and i think they were all carving out their specific place their their brand identity in the marketplace Mm -hmm. applebee's was you know uh something about neighborhood was always in their slogan and it was grill and bar like bar and grill but but family friendly Mm -hmm. chili's was like always had like the the you know tex-mex uh flair on it and Mm -hmm. i think also chili's food was better but um uh, but I think Fridays was tried to carve out the like fun, the young single crowd, right? Mm. Like if, if Applebee's is for families, then Fridays is for, you know, people who are on their own. Fridays is for lovers. Fridays is for lovers. Now, this doesn't really tell us much. I'd have to dig deeper because um, when you're talking about franchising something out, when does a small restaurant being founded in New York City, as apparently TGI Fridays was. there's so many was, in New York. Yeah, in New York City, no, no less. Uh, 1965 for the original Fridays, 1975 for the original Chili's, and 1980 in Decatur, Illinois for the original Applebee. All right. So you were kind of an Decatur, Applebee's. Illinois. It's Decatur, Georgia. I'm sorry, Decatur, Georgia. Why did I, I was looking at Georgia and I said Illinois. Did I say Illinois or Illinois? I think you just I think you said Illinois correctly. Okay, God. I I just my brain just went away there for a second. <laughs> Somebody reboot me. Um okay, but we haven't heard the commercial yet. Yeah, all right. So this is an ad. I don't know when this came out, but it has a feel of like the last probably sometime in the last twenty years, but it's not super new. It's uh, it's making fun of 80s guy um, and mm. 80s guy has a mullet. Uh, 80s guy has a uh, one of those big phones, you know, like a mobile mm-hmm. phone. But it's like the mm-hmm. the, Gordon uh, Gecko. the Gordon Gecko model. He's sitting at a table and he's lamenting how they've invented now fried mac and cheese at uh, Fridays that he's like, that's overkill. We don't need it. We don't need new stuff. And clearly mm-hmm. by the way he's styled he has not like evolved his look or his uh, technology at all. He's almost like the antagonist. We did a whole show yes. on that, right? Like he's the commercials antagonist. featuring detractors. Yes. Or, we don't need this product or service. Precisely. Fried mac and cheese. What was wrong with regular mac and cheese? I say when you find something that's working, you stick with it. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Cello. <laughs> he's not ready. Are you? Fridays introduces seven all-new, radically different appetizers. I love this like guy. Like fried <laughs> mac and cheese, crispy green bean fries, He's got and attitude sizzling triple meat fondito. About fried For a limited food. time, just four bucks each with any entree. Only at Fridays. Yeah, this has a kind of an early 2000s feel to yeah. me. Um, did you see it's posted by somebody on YouTube who goes by the name Rock the Mullet Baby? Oh, maybe he had would have we, some... I was uh... going to say, we should just like probably click on his... Uh, channel and just see what other does he only he's got one thing he just That's likes it. he just likes this mullet commercial <laughs> maybe he's the guy in the commercial and the the headline he put on is 80s guy with sweet mullet in tgi fridays commercial and then the the um so thank you for that seo rock the mullet baby and then the um the uh, description is check out the sweet mullet on this guy i think he went to my high school <laughs> And he posted it to YouTube in 2006. So that is about the era that I was guessing, too. Oh, my God. I love it. That's interesting. Oh, man. Yeah. By the way, their to... their menu innovations that they're promoting in that ad are just mac and cheese fried yeah. uh-huh. and green beans fried. Yeah, fried. So basically, yeah. I'm sort of going to have to take mullet guy's part on this because like, <laughs> just deep frying a bunch of shit, I don't know if that's like a real... I don't know if that's like real progress, you know? Now, you know, I'm not big on the cheeses myself. You know that better than anybody else. Yeah. Having said that, I feel like not not the Fridays version, but I feel like I've heard cheese lovers talking about how good um, fried ma- uh, mac and cheese is. Oh, I mean, look, I'm not going to tell you that. I mean, what I like mac and cheese. I like fry crust, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, yeah, a, fried, a, a ball of fried mac and cheese is like. It, nothing nothing to hate about it. It's delicious. It's just like it's garbage food. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not healthy. Um, 
I just like it was funny. That was wait. Can you just go back and play the menu items again? Because they were so oh, yeah, I was talking they were so bad for it. you. Yeah, and there was like, wasn't there like even deep fried bread at one point? It was. It was um, fried mac and cheese, deep fried green beans, and something called something something fundido. <laughs> Are you? Fridays introduces seven all-new, radically different appetizers, like fried mac and cheese, crispy green bean fries, and sizzling triple meat fundido. Sizzling triple meat fundido. Wow. Do you think fundido is good for you? I don't think it's good for you. Fundido is basically like um, just like melty cheese um, that you drag bread through with yeah. a bunch of meat and stuff in it. Fundito. Fundito. But is, is that supposed to be like a, it's almost like a um, Taco Bell. You could hear them coming up with the Fundito yes. burrito, right? Yes. Um, all right. Let's take a break from ironic mullets and go see a classic. So in the 80s, there's a, there was, I don't maybe there still is, but there definitely was um, a motor oil called Peak Performance. And their campaign was uh, centered around three athletes or athletics-adjacent people uh, who were kind of at the top of their game. Um, So it was uh, Wayne Gretzky, hockey, Mm. Mike Ditka, football. Mm. Um, There's a hilarious one with Mike Ditka where he's like studiously doing the X's and O's on some like, you know, some football play that he's marker board, but it's see-through so you can see his like concentration oh, okay. as he's mm-hmm. drawing the X's and O's. It's just like a really, uh, and then, you know, it's just like, he's at the top of his game. Oh, he's okay. at peak performance. I see. It's not a spoof. It's No, no. Just it's being, very, yeah. very, uh, none of this is a spoof. He's coaching. He's God damn coaching it. coaching at the top of his game. So the the third uh, performer, the third athlete, um, athlete, I guess, yeah, sports car guys are athletes, right? Or race car guys. I feel uh, like that could be a whole debate. I know. It's Kyle Petty. Mm. Um, he of stock car racing. Okay. Um, and I found the one that's just Kyle. Uh, he's in a bunch of them where he's with all three of them, Gretzky and Ditka. Um, and this one, it's just a lot of like sort of voiceover or talking about the, the motor oil, but then he appears and his, and he like lean, he does a sexy lean on his mm. race car mm. and tells you how he uses, he keeps motor oil, the motor oil on his car, i.e. it's the wrap. It's that's like the sponsor of his oh, car yeah. and in his car. But this sexy lean he does and his glorious mullet is quite something to behold. It's interesting because you would think that and I, I'm, I don't want to be sexist here, but, you know, a 1990 era oil commercial starring a race car driver. Chances are they are they are trying to reach a male audience here, most yeah. likely a straight male audience. But the sexy lean is just a little something extra in there. Maybe. I mean, I think. It's it is a sexy lean and, you know, but it's like plausible. But all the men have plausible deniability. Sure. And also, like, maybe I mean, it's oh, Kyle Petty. Guys. I don't know much about Kyle Petty, but maybe he doesn't have an unsexy lean. That's possible, too. Yeah. I don't even yeah. know, like, what his lean range is. Yeah. Let's take a listen. Don't stop short of the peak. Oh, yeah. Because sucking best won't do. There's a pride in peak Take more than 650 horsepower, wide open, for 500 miles. You need maximum protection to cool it. I want the maximum going for me. Mm. That's why I've got peak on my car and in my car every time. Don't stop Oh, if you said this, I sort of missed it. When he says... In my car, it's no longer his stock car, but it's just like his, it's like some his sort of personal vehicle. It's like some sort of Buick Century yeah, or something like that. that like, Kyle Petty I don't know, and it just like flashes, and then like his stock car becomes a normal car, like a rental or something. And uh, his outfit, he he stops wearing his yeah, he switches uniform, to like and he's just like wearing a tucked in shirt, khakis and a tucked in polo shirt. Yeah, yeah. But check out that mullet. Yeah, it's something to check out for sure. Actually, would you mind if maybe if I can find this on the fly here? Maybe while we're talking about unironic mullets from the era. Yeah, see if you can find it. Um, I should be able to find this one relatively easily. This is... Um, I'm sorry. You know what? I said Jay Buhner before. This is Randy oh, Johnson. Oh, that makes sorry. more sense. Randy was, Johnson yeah. famously did have a mullet. You know what? In my uh, in, That's embarrassing for me. I, I do sometimes accidentally um, switch the names of those guys around. But Randy Johnson, pitcher for uh, the Mariners. This commercial was airing. The big unit. The big unit, I never want to miss. I, it is like an article of faith for me that if Randy Johnson's <laughs> name comes up, I love to say the big unit. I think it's a great nickname. This aired in 1995 locally here.
year um, during actually actually during the the playoffs that the Mariners were um, participating in at the time. Um, it's for Eagle Hardware, which I don't think is around anymore but i could be wrong about that i know a lot of hardware stores in seattle and i don't know that one yeah take a listen it says guess who's a divisional champ play ball he's got an arm like a hammer and we see randy johnson it says he's tough under pressure we see him in various scenes like he's holding a hammer and yeah when they say smiling. he's got an arm like a hammer he just literally holds up a hammer which it I gives feel a like weird um and gives kind of a weird sort of a, smile sort of a shit-eating grin yeah you know the, you know that angle that he's giving right there I, I learned recently that there's a name for that it is called the the Kubrick stare or something where you the camera's in front of you and you bow your head to it sort of okay and then you look up you, oh is that like turtling are, it's well sort of except it's like pic, I still try to turtle sometimes picture um pick it's more menacing than that okay. it's called Kubrick because it's in like a bunch of his movies obviously it's in The Shining sure you can picture you know, Jack Nicholson do, doing it but then also Full Metal Jacket okay. I think that's Kubrick right and you have the guy um uh, the guy who everybody is beating up on, and he's in a terrible, terrible situation. It's you might say right? he's in a world of shit. Oh, that's right. It's D'Onofrio, right? There's a famous shot of him again, directly at the camera, but you bow your head down and then you turn your eyes up towards the camera. And I would say that that is exactly what Randy Johnson is doing right there when he holds up a hammer because he's got an arm like a hammer. Also, this has got to be George Thorogood in the background. <laughs> He's tough under pressure, and now we see him squeezing a clamp, like dialer. Would you say uh, not dialing, but uh, twisting a clamp onto a baseball for some reason? Yeah, I don't they, know they were why. just like really sort of com like creatively bankrupt here when it came to. <laughs> like representing these metaphors in some literal way it's a little bit like J jack donaghy with he needs two mugs of coffee sort of <laughs> is like we gotta give him something to do well it was, it's like it's like if they had said like he's as fast as a bullet they'd have him just like firing a gun right right or just holding a bullet maybe <laughs> the fans support him now he's in the fan section of I love this. He's in like the fan section of the hardware store and there's a bunch of like ceiling fans and like floor fans all around him. And he and the angle is from below looking up at him and it looks like he's juggling. But I'm pretty sure I think we even have a, a commenter on this who says, is he juggling one ball, which I believe he is. Yeah, he's yes. just, yeah, OK, he's that's just, he's just pretend juggling. It's, that's a spoof, though. He yeah. did it with a wink and a nod. And then at the end, hardware and garden more of everything he's just there as as mullet i candy. did say i will say i was like sort of just mystified by these um these literal interpretations of the metaphors i forgot it was a hardware store ad. <laughs> right so it links it makes a lot more sense now in hindsight oh okay when you were but also like it is interesting like do you think that eagle hardware that they're really trying to sell a lot of fans you don't think of a hardware store as like oh that's we're trying to it's just like oh what are puns we can come up with related to a baseball star no i actually think that they are trying to probably move those fans mm, okay. um remember it wasn't a thousand degrees in seattle back then yeah that's true it was harder to sell fans uh, no, I think that like uh, certainly like Home Depot has a huge fan section. Yeah, you know that's true. Um, okay, back to your list. Thank you for letting me interject. That you have something, another one from overseas. Yeah, this is um, for American Express, the credit card, um, but it is uh, for the UK. So the the accent you're going to hear will be will be British, and and some of the terminology will be uh, will be more more British. Jolly good. Jolly good. Um, and. The, the premise here is that we have, and this is, I'm sorry, you asked me to avoid the business in the front party in the back. Mm. Um, American Express will not be having that. Thank you. Um, this is about a dentist. Uh, he runs his own dental practice. Uh, and as such, he has to buy things like the chair and the equipment and all of that. Uh, but he uses it, his American Express card. And it gives him points, and he's able to use those points for fun things. And so for the duration, most of the ad, uh, he's facing his patient, and he looks like he just has a short haircut. At the end, he spins around, and we see full mullet in the uh, back, full extension. He he contains multitudes. Yes. Multitudes. Who says he can't <laughs> mix business and pleasure? This business owner paid for that brand new chair, a subscription to good gumkeeping, and his ad spend with his American Express business card. 
then use the points to pay for an unforgettable family holiday. Business in the front, party in the back. Business and pleasure. American Express Business Card. The card is for business. The points are for pleasure. This is a um, very new commercial. It was just uploaded to YouTube. It looks like about six months ago. Oh, interesting. Uh, I mean, it could have been hanging around for a while, but it feels kind of new to me yeah. as well. Yeah. All right. Well, I have one more mullet ad for you. Mm -hmm. And this one is kind of my favorite, even though I'm loath to uh, give this guy any more airtime. This is featured. This is for Daily MVP, uh, which I think is like a what is it? it's not Daily Fantasy. Site, daily, it's fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's fantasy football. Um, which is when like dragons and wizards yes. play football and you bet on it. There is it's fun. One of my favorite, I think it's a Snickers ad, is where a guy shows up at a door for fantasy oh, draft yeah. night and he's dressed like a centaur. Or oh, something. that's so fun! And yeah, it's like when you're you you misunderstand what fantasy draft night means. Yeah, yeah when yeah, you're yeah. hungry, that's a great commercial. Yeah, it's a good good uh, good reaction shot to that one. Anyway, Tom Brady is the star of this one, and it is. Um, I, I, the reason I found this is I found all these articles just like absolutely uh, gushing over how great an actor Tom Brady is in this ad. And he like, does a pretty good job. He does a good job. I, I watched will this say. before the show. I didn't watch most of these, but I saw this one and like, I was really impressed. It's solid. And I thought, it's oh. It's a way better acting job than he does in most of his ads. And I thought, like, oh, the guy is kind of getting his chops because we've played some early, like, Admittedly low budget commercials that and he made some big for budgets, where I didn't think they were where that he great. was really wooden and not yeah. so great. So I was like, oh, he's finally getting his shit together. But actually, I see that this was posted seven years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's old. So he just—I think he had a great director. Yeah, here. yeah. Um, the premise here is that Tom Brady is a telemarketer. He is wearing a, an egregious mullet wig, mm -hmm. um, and it's a very beige situation. He's like, you know, it's a cube farm he's wearing kind of he looks sort of Dwight Schrute-ish in his dress not in his face but um he's got the telemarketer headset on as a former telemarketer I will say like the there's something very specific about this kind of um cubicle because you're not fully in your cubicle right. it's just like these little like little desks you sit at that have little dividers between them yeah and cubicles a strong word. yeah it does it you have no privacy rings true to me so he's sitting at his little telemarketer desk he loves the situation, and he's talking about um, how great MVP, a uh, daily MVP, is. Now, there's something that happens about midway through with one of his coworkers. Do you want to set that up now, or should I pause it when we get to that part? Because it's kind of critical. To I guess this. it's important to to note. Yeah. Uh, are you talking about the, the the friend, the colleague who comes up to him, or the woman who's sitting nearby? There's a woman who's sitting kind of behind him, and she's overhearing him yes. talk to us and give us this pitch. Yet she's sort of confused because on her. <laughs> On her, we only see a flash of her computer screen, and she's on something called Celebrity Asaurus. Yes. Did you notice that? Yeah, it's like a TMZ alike type of site, and it's got a picture of Tom Brady as Tom Brady. As Tom Brady, and it with, doesn't have uh, his name though. It doesn't have it, but it, it has the headline like Abraham Lincoln. Exactly, just says Abraham. For some reason, I find it a little bit confusing. Like, wait, what's going on in this world? Is yes. this Tom Brady dressing up like somebody so he can be a norm for the day, or is she thinking like? This guy is leading a double life, or is, I, I don't understand I exactly what's going on. I interpreted it to be on. that he is a fully different person in a, also who lives in a world where Tom Brady also exists. Also exists, okay, but I don't. Yeah, I mean, I think it's an interesting um, thought experiment to think like, no, he is Tom Brady in this ad, and he, like you say, has put on a wig mm -hmm. and is like parading around undercover as a norm for like whatever Maybe during the off season for whatever because that's, kinky purpose yeah. he's, he's got and this woman has like put it together but is confused by it i think that's a more interesting story yes i actually would i i, I would like to have them flesh out the rest of that story <laughs> in fact i would watch that so okay i'll hit go on this and then you're right at the end a co-worker does come up to him but i think that's self-explanatory so take a listen telemarketing's a cool job but sometimes I wish it was even more exciting. Luckily, there's Daily MVP, the super awesome way to play fantasy sports every day. Just build your team, challenge your buddies, and boom, shakalaka. You beat me again, Gary. Now, even a telemarketer like me can feel like an MVP. Yeah! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's a it's, great commercial. It's a great, and I, here's the thing I love about it the most, and it's subtle. 
when he says yeah and starts saying yeah 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 he stays seated in his chair and just kind of like punches the mm-hmm. air like in in celebration at his at his demoralized coworker mm-hmm. and his posture is so bad he's like mm-hmm. slumped in the chair and he and the 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 punching the air is so funny and there's something about his posture that just really completes the joke for me yeah it does feel like yeah and it, you know this doesn't feel like an episode of the office necessarily although you're right his his outfit is very dwight shrewdy just beige pants lesser and his co-worker's beige shirt. got a stanley vibe and his, you actually you're right his co-worker definitely has a stanley vibe so okay and this was you know this was probably you know again seven to ten years ago or something so was the office still on at that point I think even if it wasn't it would have been it. super current yeah. yeah it's interesting his name is gary in this so again is he undercover as gary or does gary just happen to look like tom brady it's i think i think tom brady's undercover is gary i don't know i think it could really go either way yeah and i think it's i think the commercial is deliberately silent on this point yeah <laughs> All right, let's delve into. Is that the second time I said delve today? Why am I saying delve all the time all of a sudden? Yeah. Is that going around? I don't think so. Did I catch the delve bug? I. It is funny how sometimes a word will pop up. I've noticed this. Like if I if. If someone uses an unusual word, and in fairness, it is usually me in a work meeting. <laughs> yeah, if you're you, if you're flexing your vocab, sometimes it just comes to mind, and I use an unusual word or an unusual turn of phrase. Dollars to donuts, someone else is going to subconsciously hmm. reuse it later in the meeting. That's interesting. Um, Try it; it's a fun game. But let's now dive or delve or delve into uh, my uh, VHS collection that I found at a garage sale this summer, um, and play one of these commercials that I found on it. This is from 1995, and this is for a store called Incredible Universe. Have you ever heard, it's like a giant electronic store that also sells like music and DVDs. This is like, you know, well, it's 95, right? So it's kind of like, it's somewhere between like a Best Buys and a Fry's or something like that, right? Or Best Buy and a Fry's. Okay. Or maybe it's just like a Best Buy. And that is a, it's a local concern or it was? It's, it, was kinda, it looks like it was somewhat regional. I did some Googling and I'll fill, fill you in on the, on the background of the uh, organization in a second here. But we'll start with this commercial. It's called Space. And the it starts with a shot of, you know, outer space, you know, planets and stars, and then it fades into kind of an overhead shot of the interior of the store. And the point is, this store is really big, and there's a lot of space to move around and shop around. Gotcha. Space. In electronics and appliance stores, it's the new frontier. Which is why at Incredible Universe we have over 185,000 square feet of space. Five times the space of most other stores. With five times the inventory. Lots of space. Look at the computer section. About what you'd expect from a store named Incredible Universe. And then it says there's intelligent life out, out there at the here. bottom. Leaning so hard yeah. on Excuse the, me. the Star Trek. Some star, there's some Star Trek IP in there that uh, Gene Roddenberry's estate would like returned. Isn't that interesting? And also like the computer sales section is just filled with like big 1995 era computers. Like now you'd go and it would just be a bunch of laptops or whatever. And everybody's like testing out these gargantuan machines. But I was very excited about this because this looks like my kind of place. Right. And they describe it in the commercial as a um, electronics and um uh, appliance store, right? And I said it kind of reminds me a little bit of Fry's, which actually just went under last year, I, I think. Know. And there's a reason for that. So I'm reading directly from Wikipedia here. Incredible Universe was the name of a chain of American consumer electronics stores in the early to mid 90s. A typical Incredible Universe store was 185,000 square feet. So right there it's a huge place right yeah um and it was uh conceived and founded by the ceo of tandy 
Oh, I had a Tandy. Yeah, and Tandy, wasn't that the computers that were ended up being sold exclusively by uh, Radio Shack? Yes, I believe so. Um, John Roach was his name. Check this out, Genevieve. Many internal corporate philosophies of Disney's theme parks were borrowed for the store. Oh, smart. In an incredible universe store, retail departments were scenes. <laughs> Employees were cast members. Oh, boy. Customers were guests. And uniforms were costumes and so forth. Imagine how exhausting it would have been to work there. Uh, it was a joint venture. And we'd between... be like, oh, I spilled some soda on yeah. my uniform. Uh, 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 uh on your costume. <laughs> uh, it was a joint venture between Tandy and Transworld Entertainment. Um, so it looks like there was some various things about the layout of the store and everything. So they must have um, sold Tandy's there, and then when they went out of business, they like sold that business. To oh, Radio Shack. maybe, but they started to go out of business in the mid '90s, and I always thought of Tandy's as being kind of an '80s thing at Radio Shack. But so anyway, they opened two of them initially: one in Arlington, Texas, and one in Oregon, uh, Wilsonville, Oregon. Apparently, they were profitable. Those two stores, so they ex they expanded really quickly to an additional. 15 stores and then they couldn't handle that expansion that growth that quickly and then during this time it says the growth of the other retail outlets such as Best Buy and the market became more competitive and the expense of operating so large that by 1996 and 7 they were closing them down only 6 of the original 16 or I guess 15 were ever profitable and those were sold to Fry's Electronics in sense. 1996 Fry's had a similar aesthetic right? It did and remember the one in LA one or I guess Bur Burbank yeah. technically I think it's you know, when you would drive up to it, I loved that place. I didn't know about about fries until I moved down to L.A. And um, oh man, I miss it. It had like it looked like a giant 1950s era sci-fi movie spaceship UFO yeah. disc had crashed into the outside of the store. So it did feel like going into a park. I wonder if that was an incredible universe. I wonder if oh, that's something that it was. was potentially inherited. I oh, don't that's know. That's interesting. Yeah. All right. I know. Learned I'm something. very excited about Incredible Universe, but I guess you can't go back in time. Nope. Um, the funny thing is, I feel like if there's one store that would have sold time machines, it was Incredible Universe, and it does me no good now. <laughs> um, while we're talking about regional or local stores, I'll just play this one for you, Veeves, and... Um, also, I did want to say I wanted to play that Incredible Universe because I I sent that to my kind of my nerdy um, AV loving friends who grew up around here, and I've heard back from a couple who said they don't know of it i'll let you know but if any of our listeners were incredible universe customers let me know yes. what your memories are um and then here regionally i thought this was interesting um we go to fred meyer now which i know is a giant um grocery store slash um home goods store right and right. also like they used to sell i don't know if they still do but like appliances televisions all that kind of stuff and um you know my buddy luke from tbtl talks about how to him, the idea of groceries being sold there, it seems like a novel concept. Even Interesting. Though, though That's been how doing I feel about forever. Target selling groceries. I said that to him too, and he's yeah. exactly the same thing, right? So I don't really know the history of Fred Meyer. I was poking around a little bit on it today, but I thought this was an interesting commercial from 1995. This is the grand opening or reopening, in some cases, of the Bellevue, Lake City, and Renton Fred Meyer locations, where they're saying, like, now you get it all in one place. Do you live in the Bellevue? Lake City, or Renton areas? Then come see what's new in one-stop shopping. The Bellevue Fred Meyer Store. Completely remodeled top to bottom, inside out, and now easier to shop. The Lake City Fred Meyer. A special store for a special neighborhood. clothing <laughs> <laughs> and new looks for your home. And in Renton Center, there's now a brand new Fred Meyer Store. The best in one-stop shopping. See it for yourself during the grand openings of the Bellevue, Lake City, and Renton Fred Meyer Stores. Going on right now. Now, one thing that confuses me is when I looked up the history of Fred Meyer today, it says that it was founded by this guy like Frederick M M Meyerson or something. It, his name, I think, was changed when he came to it sounded like it was a maybe a, a German guy whose name was changed. Um, they changed it from something more German than Meyer. Sorry, they changed it to Meyer. Oh, OK. So he came over like Frederick 
Meyergusen or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, here, we'll... Please tell me it was Frederick Meyergusen. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Because if uh, I'm gonna, that's gonna become um, my new uh, fake identity online. <laughs> okay, what well, now? Frederick Meyergusen. <laughs> if you see a Frederick Meyergusen posting somewhere, it me. <laughs> um, Fred G. Meyer. Uh, oh, this is what I was gonna say to to um, complete my thought is apparently it was also. From the very beginning, the point of being one-stop shopping. So I don't, I couldn't figure out like a time when they started selling groceries. You know what hmm, I mean? Like, because yeah. Luke talks about it as a huge chain. Uh, this also could be a perception thing too. You know, like people, um, like you grow when you're a kid. Like you have such a like a keyhole view on the world in some ways. You know, like if your parents yeah. don't do their grocery shopping at the Fred Meyer. It almost doesn't matter if there's groceries there because what you remember is going to pick going there to yeah. like get, you know, I don't know, a fan or something. But I do know that like the one that we go to in Greenwood was majorly revamped probably in the same era and uh, you know in the manner that this commercial talks about. Um what did I say the name? What did I Frederick Meyer Goosen? Meyer Goosen. I was close. It's Frederick Grubmeyer. 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 I think I nailed that. Yeah, Meyer Grusen. Meyer Grusen. Uh, everybody keep an eye out. That is Genevieve trolling you online. <laughs> Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words to saying. Only the echoes of my mind. If you don't mind me skipping ahead here for one second, because I just want to share something really quickly, because we're on the topic of these old commercials that I've been uploading to YouTube. Uh, we talked about one a couple of weeks ago that I'd uploaded for Washington Mutual, a bank from this region, um, where there's a Sasquatch yeah. tied up in a chair. We felt it was too cruel to Sasquatch. Yeah, the plot was like, uh, I can't remember what exactly the point is, but like there's some you know, Washington lumberjack guy on the phone with some tabloid like the Inquirer saying that he's got a, a line on a good story. And in the background in his kitchen, he's got a Sasquatch tied to a chair. And the Sasquatch is like um, kind of like trying to break free and grumbling. Yeah, and it's it like facing really... away from the camera, which is upsetting for some yeah. reason. Well, remember uh, Scott Gray is somebody who's on YouTube who commented um, on a couple of other videos that we'd made, com or I'm sorry, commercials that we posted. And he apparently was somebody who had worked on these local commercials. Oh, yeah. And he was one. Was he the same person who posted about Oberto? Uh, Oberto. And he said, I forget. Did I already mention this? That um, he said they found an one of the spacesuits for one of the one of those commercials took place in space and they had yeah. astronaut costumes and one of the costumes uh said OJ Simpson on the inside yeah and I and also several other people on Facebook so uh, I, I didn't come to this I didn't I wasn't the only person that reached this conclusion uh suspect that that probably was a real costume from a movie called Capricorn one hmm. uh which starred OJ Simpson as an astronaut well this one isn't an astronaut commercial. This is the the Sasquatch one, and Scott Gray commented on YouTube, dang, I did a good job on that. I built the Sasquatch costume, and I tied him up in the chair. <laughs> the director gave me the title of Sasquatch Wrangler. Thanks for posting this. Scott Gray. Scott, you wrangled him very... You really wrangled him, to the point that we found it disturbing. I feel like we might have to get Scott Gray on the show at I some point. I think we point. should. I, yeah, I want to hear yeah. about all these like commercial props and stuff that he made anyway thanks for letting me jump in there now you had something too from a listener yeah this was a, a really nice idea from listener Teresa um, as you probably heard the actor Leslie Jordan uh, died um, within the last week or so um, he uh, died in a car crash or potentially from some kind of medical emergency while he was driving it's unclear but he was best known probably for his work on Will and Grace um, think he was in some of the american horror story oh yeah um and he was also just kind of like a a, a character you know like a, a he was a very like uh flamboyant a uh, southern guy very small in stature and like but a big personality he made i didn't know this but he had like a very popular vlog series during the pandemic that he kind of like 
developed this real cult or real following for yeah i think i actually actually think most people know him from that now during the pandemic he became a huge tiktok star and did you watch any of them i watched like a couple of he's always just like yeah he never worries about his presentation he's always just laying down he just turns on his phone quickly and will fire one of these things by all accounts he was a lovely person and it's him just oozing charm and just being completely unpolished but absolutely lovable and he just made everybody smile and he was i mean this you know maybe Maybe this is more of a generational thing, but he was an absolute scene stealer on Will and Grace. Mm, like really? he was an absolute delight, and as a foil to uh, to Megan Mullally's. What character. was his role? He was basically sort of the um, antagonist, uh, mortal enemy slash best friend of <laughs> of the Megan Mullally care of Karen, and um, they were just always trying to. You know, they, it was just a, a, a cut down contest between the two of them always did he work in the same firm that because megan's character worked for the character grace right nominally but no okay um no they were just both people he he and and karen were both sort of like in similar society circles and so they would encounter each other and just be just be mm. absolutely uh viper mean to each other and it was very wow funny. that sounds really appealing i didn't watch that show v- at sort, all, of, but... sort of like you know how veep became like mm-hmm. some of the best scenes in veep are like the insult offs yeah it was a little bit of like a proto version of that mm-hmm. you know where they each just were um trying to one-up each other in the amount of like bile they could the eat cattiness the ca- yeah. yeah so and he he was a he was a real delight and by all again by all accounts a wonderful person and a, a really lovely human being um, Teresa says, I am sadly watching the final interview with Leslie Jordan on CBS Sunday morning. Apparently they did this, you know, obviously all unawares. Mm. They did this like two weeks before he died. Um, and he talks about four straight years of being in commercials when he started his career, including being the elevator operator for a Taco Bell commercial. Mm. Anyway, it might be a fun show and a good way to honor him by looking back at his commercials. Teresa, I couldn't agree more. I wish I could find literally anything that he talks about mm. in this and, and i would think taco bell commercial elevator operator like he gives a lot of detail and i have looked at 50 vintage 80s taco bell commercials and i cannot find the one he references it would have to be 80s too it's unlikely i'll find them on my tapes because by the 90s he would already be doing will and grace yeah right? he would yeah. have been probably he he the way he kind of broke out of commercials was he had a um a small role on on a murphy brown episode mm. and was like it suddenly it like broke he broke through on the strength of this very funny role that he played as like a one-off character on murphy brown Hmm. anyway why don't you play since i could not find and i looked i could not find any of his old commercial work just play this minute or two where he talks about doing the commercial work uh for them from the cbs sunday morning i got a couple of commercials and and got on a, a kind of a roll with that solid for probably four years that's all i did was TV. I was the pit printing guy. I was the elevator operator to Hamburger Hell for Taco Bell, where you hmm. go if you don't eat hamburgers. Oh, I remember <laughs> those Hamburger Hell really? commercials. I yes. can't find any of them. Did you just try typing in Hamburger Hell? Yes. Oh, man. Think it's my first Google rodeo? <laughs> Luke and I were talking on the show today. Everybody thinks that they're better at Googling everybody than Everybody does. Yeah. And if you can find it, I like I my hat's off to you, sir. I Googled all kind of combinations uh, I remember that phrase though, hamburger hell. Oh, a list. I used to ha- look at my old reel and yeah. see all that stuff I did, but I did commercials forever. And then my first job was um, the fall guy with uh, Lee Majors. I don't uh, know if you remember that. I do, sure. From years ago. Yeah. That was your first TV job. Yes. Yeah. I played a murderer and I pulled it off. <laughs> <laughs> He's so great. He was a delight. I mean, what a sad, sad thing, sad person to lose. You said you watched some of his, um, some of his kind of meandering yeah. from TikTok. I'm going to share this one with you, only because it's the only thing I could find of him talking about. Because I think lots of times he'd just be on his couch watching television, then he'd just turn down the television yeah. and just react to what he saw. I don't know if you watched this one. Well, that is. Probably the stupidest commercial I've ever seen in my life. Shows all these fruits like cucumbers and squash and they're crooked. Some of them it says if your penis is crooked, (laughs) then you need to take some medicine. Mine's not crooked. I got a beautiful pecker. (laughs) I have probably the Brad Pitt of peckers. 
<laughs> he's got a like looking he implied looking down his shorts oh my there God. he's funny um yeah I, you know again listeners if you could help us find any uh any of those old commercials yeah taco bell uh elevator operator taking people to hamburger hell which is where you go if you don't eat taco bell <laughs> um pip printing i found some pip printing pip printing uh commercials but nothing with, with him in it um and I feel like oh, and I and I saw some indication on some interview somewhere that he did a Sizzler ad also, mm. uh, so I looked for that, but uh, no dice. Head council, it's jingle time. Hey y'all, it's Avery from near Atlanta. And I'm calling with a jingle that my sister used to sing all the time. And it drove me and my parents absolutely bananas. And I don't even know how she ended up with it stuck in her head all the time. But it was definitely living there rent free. It is Best Western commercial from the 80s. And I mean, I still to this day remember the phone number because of her. Uh, Anyway, it goes... 1-800-528-1234. 1-800-528-1234. Best Western. There you go. That rings no bell to me <laughs> no, at all. For me, for me either, but thank you, Avery. Um, you are, she is not wrong. There are uh, plenty of ads that have that, both that number in it and also um, a few with that jingle. So I was able to find something, uh, a version of that jingle sung by something called the Serendipity Singers, uh, which feels to me like a joke from um uh arrested development no uh, a mighty wind oh yeah um they're like a they're like a singing group and they actually did quite a few ads they did ads for um a number of different products including best western but they're oh, like a they're just sort of like a like a pop choral group i guess you would call them for hire for hire um but they also go around the country and so in this one they are um they are interviewing or like different members of the of the band or of the group are talking about all the things that they like to do at these best westerns and best western really tried to promote itself as like uh yes a budget conscious option but like the idea that was that each best western was like a unique and special place it was individually owned you know obviously they're franchised individually owned and each one is special and so there were all these ads that i saw where like People are like in a Best Western with a really interesting pool or water feature or mm. like a really cool lobby with a fireplace. And mm. it's just like not the way we think about motels now, which are like Mm-mm. the more generic and reliable and predictable, I think, the better for the kind of traveling that we're talking about. Like when we did that, when we did our road trip and we were driving back from the Grand Canyon, we weren't sure where we were going to be spending the night on our final leg. And we just said, like, we'll get to a city and wherever there's like a Marriott Courtyard or a Hampton Inn or anything that's just like just predictable. Mm -hmm. And like it doesn't matter if it has a cool, you know, rock formation in the lobby. It doesn't. And it didn't. But what does matter is, you know. It's got a little area where they can put out like a, a grab and go breakfast. Yes. With some Does it have a little continental breakfast? Yeah. And is the, are the is the TV working? And is there like a little bit of a sitting area in the in the bedroom? Um, so yeah. So anyway, all that is to say, now we have these serendipity uh, singers telling you about Best Western. They will close with that jingle. The Serendipity Singers for Best Western. You can go Best Western any day or night. The picture of blue that will be just right. Round the world, dodging for you when you want Best Western. Here's all you do. Call one eight hundred five two eight one two three four. Best Western one eight hundred five two eight one two three four. I apologize. That's not the one I was thinking of. I think the one that has all of them, all of the bits where they're like showing you the individual cool things about their best Western. The sound was so bad that I didn't. Oh, I'm it. sure. Yeah, Sorry it was that. even a little bit rough on that one. That, but yeah, they're just very I can bad. Speak from from experience that it's hard to get these things right. Um, all right. There's one more set of best Western ads that I stumbled on. 
while I was looking for the jingle that Avery sang um, that I just thought was funny. Um, and maybe if you could scrub through, there's three of them on this one. This is from this. This is these are three ads that are all from obviously the same campaign that Best Western was doing, where you have a, a beautiful scene like the the Eiffel Tower or like the uh, Niagara Falls and superimposed on this famous scene is somebody lying down with their head on a pillow, but they are superimposed on it like they're a giant. Mm -hmm. And it's reinforced by the fact that in some of the scenes, people walk through the scene. So the people look small, like they're walking next to a giant. And my favorite part is one where they are, there's a woman who beds down, like she puts her head down and she's sleeping inside the Roman Colosseum. And then her little daughter climbs in appears to climb into the coliseum and then we get a shot from above of the mother and the daughter sleeping in the coliseum like they're it's, both giants okay they're both giants and they're sleeping in the coliseum like it's a bed like it's the bed that's just made for them which i feel just is somehow like it feels bad and disrespectful here i don't know if this is the one but let's start with this one there's a guy like leaning up against the statue of the liberty just hotel chain is almost anywhere you want to go Somebody's sleeping in Niagara Falls. Here's the woman. She's sleeping in the Coliseum, and then her daughter gets in there with her. That's so weird. Yeah. And then we're, we're going to come back to the Coliseum in a second. Here, look. Wow. It's like as if imagine being Ricky Schroeder and you have a race car bed, but instead of being a race car bed, it's a uh, Coliseum bed. Yeah. It's like it's like a. Um, it's almost like a crib for the mom and daughter. That's yeah. Or like if there's some, oh, it's like some you know bed. sci-fi movie where like. The two hundred foot tall woman like decides to make the Coliseum her bed, and like all the Italians are at the ground screaming from the square. Yeah, right. Just, I mean, that's I'd like to see that version where people are just <laughs> running absolutely terrified. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. We are incapable of doing a show under an hour. Even this one. Even this is this supposed one. to be a shorty. I know. Well, I'm a blabbermouth. We both are. That's why we do this thing. Uh, if you too are a blabbermouth, come blabber at us. Call 607 444 5597. That's 607 444 5597. You can email us at after these messages show at gmail. Uh, Andrew, you want to tell them about the YouTube page? Yeah, just look for you. Google after these messages podcast. Uh, on YouTube and you should Google it on YouTube and you should be able to find us look for the little logo and of course we're on Facebook as well join the Facebook group and check out all of the ads we talk yeah, about yeah a lot of good discussion happening yeah there. exactly which will often migrate to the show so alright thanks everybody we will talk to you next Tuesday you can sell